very brief word I, I want to share, and then we're going to uh, get into more application today. Um, but uh, uh, I just feel that it's important to uh, move with our eyes open in, to the things both in the natural and in the spiritual. I believe whenever we come together in his name, something can happen because it's not it's not a, it's a gathering that is different from every other gathering. And we have gathered in his name uh, today. We have lifted up the cup today. And uh, when that happens, the, the, the family of God, both on, on, in heaven and on earth, they have come together. And we begin to direct traffic in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. So uh, uh, I just... Uh, felt something in my heart that I, I feel the Lord is directing us today. I'd like us to go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. The difference that the blood of Jesus has made in our lives is that it has taken us who were once far away and it has brought us near. The strength of sin, the power or the real effect of sin is not the fact that it's bad or it harms us or it's not the right thing to do, but the real poison of sin is that it separates us from God. Romans 3 tells us that all have sinned and have fall short of the glory of God. So if we have sinned, the problem or the, 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 the real the real uh, effect of sin is separation uh, from God. Uh, when Jesus hung on the cross and when he breathed his last, uh, the Bible says the temple veil tore in, top, uh, tore in two from top to bottom. Uh, the fact that it was torn from top to bottom is significant because it shows us that this was God's initiation. It was not torn from the bottom up, which would suggest that man did it. No, this was God who tore the curtain from top to bottom. His idea, his desire, his plan, because he could not stand being separated from us. Hallelujah. To get a better appreciation of what that means, we go back to Exodus chapter 33. You remember the story Moses and God were talking. And Moses asked God, he said, now show me your glory. And God said no. He did not say no because he does not want to show his glory. But he said no because he cannot show his glory. It is legally and technically impossible. Right? Be because he told Moses, no one can see my face and live because the holiness of God is not compatible with the sinfulness of man. It's two opposites and if one comes to the other, death has to occur. None can see the glory of God. None can come close to God. No one can come unless he is willing and prepared to die. Right? And Caiaphas, he said these words prophetically because he was the high priest that year. And he told the, 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 the people, he said, don't you realize that it is better 
instead of having everybody to die, to have one man die for all men. And that's why Jesus' work is so powerful. That we deserve to die, but Jesus was the one man who died for all of us, myself included. Which means if death has come to the one, death has come to everyone. Which means that the door that was closed to the presence of God has now been opened. The veil has now been, been torn open. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. So, so, so we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Before we could not, but now we are encouraged to come boldly. Something that was not possible before. Praise the Lord. Because Jesus has paid the sin penalty, paid it in full, paid it once and for all. When Adam heard the voice of God in the garden, he went running to hide. All right? But now in Christ Jesus, we don't go running and hiding anymore. In fact, Romans 8 would remind us that the spirit that he gave us is a spirit that does not say run and hide. It is a spirit that cries, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Access has been granted. Access has been granted. If uh, you're looking for a title for today's message, all you writers and producers, eh? access is granted. Praise the Lord. The big deal with sin is that it separates. Now that blood has been shed and someone has died, the separation is no more. We can come near, we can come boldly, and we can come with confidence. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 13. This was blessing me. I don't know. Jesus, help us to preach it like I feel it. Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 44. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Uh, this is a parable that Jesus told. When the man found the treasure in the field, he, was, he put so much value on that treasure that he sold everything that he had. And he bought that field. I would like to flip that up and tie that with what Christ has done for us and what God has done for us in the person of Christ. And what this tells me is that when God saw me, he saw value. Me with my inconsistencies, my laziness, my, my, my foolishness, my, my weaknesses, my imperfections. Somehow he saw beyond that and said, value. And when he put value on me, he sold all that he had. He gave his one and only son. Because he valued this, he called this a treasure. You know, when you go shopping, you look at the store. How many of you go shopping in Adsaba? Or anywhere for that matter. And they have the products there. And underneath, they have the value. The price of the product. And sometimes they switch that up. So the toothpaste is 3000 But when it should have been with the car engine. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't get that. You know, they always misplace. Yeah, that's just my little pet peeve, you know. Then you go and pay for it and you find out that. Anyway, so there is a product and there is a value. The value is estimated based on, the, uh, on what people have valued the product. So, so when I was sitting there on the shelf, God came and put a value. And the price tag for me was the precious blood of Jesus. 
the eternal living son of God. That was the price that he put on my head. And he said it with joy. He said, he, he considered that there is a profit if I invest in this. It is worth it to invest on this man. It tells me that there's more to me than meets the eye. Because I would look at myself and I would, I would think, wait a minute, God, do you really know me? But he does know me. Hallelujah. He actually created me. He knows me better than I know myself. He knows my true value. He knows my true worth. You see, you have to understand something, church. We cannot make it without God. He is everything for us. But guess what? We are also everything for him. Hallelujah. We need him like the air we breathe. We need him like our daily sustenance. We cannot make it far without God. I heard it said one time that when God went to create the heavens and the earth and the, and the creation story, to create the fish, he spoke to the water. And because he spoke to the water, fish has to stay in the water to survive. When you take fish out of the water, it starts to die because it came from the water, it belongs to the water, and it survives in its optimal state in the water. When he created trees and plants and everything that has the seed in it, he spoke to the earth to bring forth the trees. So for that reason, trees have to remain in the ground as a matter of survival. If you unpluck the tree, it immediately, immediately starts to die. All right? Because that's where it came from. When God created man, he did not speak to the water and he did not speak to the earth. When God created man, he spoke to himself. God said to himself, let us make man in our own image. And when God spoke to us and, and created us out of himself, it tells me that I cannot survive without God any more than the fish can survive without the water. He is everything. Hallelujah. And he has a value placed on me. And the value that he placed on me was the blood of Jesus. You are valuable today. Praise the Lord. And, and, and see the thing is what he was doing was when Christ Jesus breathed his last. The temple veil tore. Meaning that I valued that so much. And I don't want to remain separate from my creation anymore. Moses, it's so funny. Moses wanted to enter into the presence of God. He wanted to see the glory of God, but he could not. Now we have access to the presence of God, but we don't want to go. We're, 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 we're busy hustling. We're busy trying to get her phone number. We're, we're busy chasing our promotion. We're busy. We're like kind of like Martha. It's not a fact that we're not saved. We're not, we are saved. We're very saved. But we're funny. We have conflicting appetites and agendas in our own hearts. He gave everything to be with us and we're just waiting. Just give me a minute. You know, it's not the fact that, you know, sometimes the, the presence of God or, or, or the realness of God, it seems distant. It's not because God does, wants to be distant. It's because we don't have time right now. Even some of us right now, we're, we're, the mind is already gone to your lunch appointment. And you're not saying hallelujah. Or you're saying hallelujah because you think I'm finishing up so you can hurry up and go to your appointment. 
The devil is a liar. We're going to stay all day in church today. <laughs> no, because I think what I wanted to do is just recalibrate the value. The, the, how precious this was for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he said, no man can see my face. Man who sees my face will die. And he wanted us to see his face and for him to see our face. So bad that he provided a death. So that the one who was estranged from God would be estranged from him no longer. That access has been granted into the presence of God. Hallelujah. The presence of God should not be a weird place for us. It's actually home. It's actually where we came from. It's actually the thing we should be most uh, comfortable in. Because that is who we are. That is our very essence, our DNA. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So what, what I want us to do today. Uh, I, I just wanted us to take some time to worship. Just take some time to enter into that place that the veil has already been opened. Uh, you know, in that place is everything that we need. In that place he's provided everything we need for life and godliness. He is, a, he is everything. And as he has valued us so much. You know, like heaven has already got this. They're just worshiping nonstop. You know, they, they said, okay, this is the, the show. Forget prime time. Forget Liverpool. But I, I, I think that everything takes a backseat to the Lamb of God. Everything. He is all in all, through all, and for all. There is none like Him and none worthy to be worshipped than Him. And, and I thought it was just please God today if His children just responded accordingly. I know you have an issue that you're dealing with. But let's just put that aside for a minute and worship the Lamb of God. I know you're, you really, really need God to come through for you now. But could we just put that issue aside and just worship the Lamb of God? Hallelujah. Let the enter into the glory. Let the appetite for this new covenant match the appetite that he loved us with. That as the curtain was torn, the veil was torn from top to bottom. Can we start tearing also from the bottom up? We've made a mess of this thing called church. We've made church just a political opi opinion. We've fought over denominational positions and doctrinal beliefs. In my understanding, everything takes a second place to the Lamb of God. That is everything. And in fact, Paul said that this is first importance, that Christ died, was buried, and rose again on the third, on the third day. Not your blessing... Not your hookup. Not your provision. See, provision is package deal. You know, it's funny, like we get worshiping and, and then we get this word. You know how we got worshiping and then, yes, somebody over there. I see you in the corner. Bless, bless God. This doesn't happen to me all the time, but sometimes, you know, it's not my dominant gift. But God says that he's going to visit you and bless you. Amen. You in the red. Yes, that's me. <laughs> All right, now that happens. God's gifts, they help people, they get deliverance. But you know what it shows me? That we get so hyped for that because we're actually worshiping our deliverance. Instead of worshiping the Lamb of God who sits on the throne. 
that was slain from the foundations of the earth. So, so I want us to go all the way back. Some of us have taken a long trip. We don't come to church to worship. We come to talk. Meet with somebody here so we can talk about somebody else. May the Lord help us today. And just every other barrier fall off. And let's just focus on that Lamb of God. He is beautiful. He is lovely. He is here. The question is, are you interested? The difference between Martha and Mary was not that they were not in the presence of God. Both were in the presence of God. But Martha valued the stuff that needed to be done for the, the Lamb of God. And Mary just worshipped the Lamb of God. So let's shift, shift seats today in Jesus' name. Let's just worship Him. Hallelujah. I believe as we worship Him, His glory comes. As we worship Him, we find our place. It feels like home. We start breathing His air. And everything starts to shift. Provision, everything comes. Of course, it's a package deal. But He is the object of our affection. Amen? Amen, amen? You know, one of the things that the presence of God does for me, just, you know, what I realize, it's, is it, it, it shifts, you know, my perspective. Like you start seeing through his eyes. Lekka, the big deal was not so big a deal because nothing is bigger than the Lamb of God. <laughs> and, and that's what happens when people see him, you know, they just say, wow, they had problems, but they're not bigger than God. The Samaritan woman had a lot of problems, did she not? I mean, she had five problems. And then a sixth problem. <laughs> all right? But when she saw Jesus, all those problems became as nothing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I know you came to church with a problem today. Something on your mind. Maybe something in the north. Maybe something in the economy. Maybe your political party. Maybe the, the, the gas, the price of gas. Ed, since you left, the gas prices have changed. You might have noticed. Yeah. So I'm dealing with a very different congregation now than when you left. But there is a Lamb of God. Today I'm joining Paul. Paul said, I resolved to know nothing while I was among you than Christ and Him crucified. Can we worship the Lamb of God today? This is not a message for me to preach to you. This is a service where we minister to Him. I would like everybody who's able to stand on your feet, please. And just lift your hands. Hallelujah. Just open your mouth. Just begin to acknowledge His greatness. Hallelujah. If you're glad about the value that He's placed on you, just put some value back on Him. Hallelujah. No one loved you like this. No one thought for you like this. This is beyond human comprehension. They had to create new language <laughs> because this was so outside of the scope of human existence. Hallelujah. The Lamb of God. Hallelujah. They called it agape. There was no word in the human language to describe. Hallelujah. This kind of love. Hallelujah. I'm not going to preach how much I know today. I just preach the Lamb of God. Could we just take off our crowns and bow before the Lamb of God today? Give Him glory and honor today. Hallelujah. Just worship Him until His glory fills our lives. Worship Him until our perspective changes. Worship Him until the, everything melts away and nothing is left but us and Him. Hallelujah. Where we are no longer naked and ashamed like Adam. But we come boldly. Hallelujah. We cry, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Let him hear your voice today. Just, just, just switch everything off and just place the Lamb of God in front of you. Just turn everything off and just focus on him just for a minute. Father, give, a, give us a revelation. Holy is the Lamb of God. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. That we should be called the children of God. Once we were not a people. But He put value on us. We join the heavenly host, Father God. We come boldly today, Father. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. You know, normally we pray for people, but I believe in his presence, God himself will just touch you. Just, just leave your issue and just worship him. He knows, he knows, he knows. He's here. Come on, somebody. Just press in a little bit. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Worthy is your name and you deserve the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your name is above every name. In your name, every knee shall bow. And every tongue can face that Jesus Christ is Lord. You are Lord. But our lives, families, nations, who we are, what we do. Jesus, you are Lord. You deserve the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's to be in your presence. It's priceless.